Previously on Find Your Adventure. Take yourself something that makes makes you feel happy when you get to camp, that makes you enjoy it. We're in the tent one afternoon on our um, Abisco to Piccolo trip where it was just pissing it down all afternoon. <laughs> and he sat on his chair all afternoon reading. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep company for four hours. Hi and welcome to the Find Your Adventure podcast where we want to give you the inspiration and the confidence to head out on your own adventures, wherever they may take you. In a change from the suggested schedule where we were going to speak to Joe Williams in the second episode, we're actually going to talk to Zara Dyer and Ian Brown of 3 Million Steps about the 3 Million Steps charity. Faced with disaster in 2016, Zara and Ian could easily have folded giving it all up as lost and left their inspiring lives behind. Instead, they chose a very different path, one which would see them take on what to many would seem an unimaginable walking challenge. Stay tuned to be completely and utterly inspired. Okay, so let's get started. Here's Ian with a bit about who he is, and he tells us the incredible backstory that led to them taking on the UK's ultimate walking challenge. Ian, off you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously my name's Ian. I, I love to sort of walk, working in the Midlands, uh, farmers' hooters, which is where Okay, so is that is that um, mainly because the the um, sort of recovery or the road to recovery is is similar re- regardless of um, of the injury or um, yeah yeah okay yeah because um, even though I I was the one who was physically recovering anyone who was sort of looking after me and myself it was a lot of mental recovery as well because obviously you're having to move back to England and not 
doing our job as supervisors, we have to sort of reset everything and uh, deal with that in your own time, but also with the support of others. And that's exactly how recovery from any illness or injury sort of takes its journey. Yeah, sure. So Ian was saying the, um, that the car crash was caused by a seizure. Um, it, it, um, is, is there anything, any detail you can give us around that, Zara? Um, well, all I remember is that my right-hand side went stiff. Mm-hmm. So that meant I pulled the steering wheel down to the right. And my foot went on the accelerator. And back then, I mean, luckily, I had a concrete wall that uh, stopped the car. Um, but then that broke my neck and my brain and everything. But the other side of the concrete wall, so left and right, was the um, Caribbean Sea. So <laughs> if I hadn't hit that wall, I'd have ended up in the water. So it could have been an even more different quite story. Yeah, it's interesting that you should put that slant on it because most people say it was pretty unfortunate. But yeah, when you put it that way, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a bloody good job that wall was there, isn't it? Yeah, and because uh, the sound of the impact as well alerted the only um, person who was living in the house because I was in a very remote area of the island. But the sound alerted him and he was able to call the um, paramedics whereas if I hit the water then um, he probably wouldn't have heard it. But also it meant that no one else was involved in the crash and I think if what had happened to me I couldn't help it but if I had inadvertently hurt someone else as well I did feel terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
those sort of three and a half weeks as well. Um, but uh, the progress that Zara made, some of it you can sort of see on the little video that we've uh, put up on YouTube and sort of on the website as well, from where she was when they were literally having to hold her up and kick her legs around to get them moving to where she was being able to take steps uh, with a zipper frame uh, after four weeks was, was phenomenal really. And I think without that sort of intensive uh, physio and that sort of recovery, I don't think Zara would have been as far down the road as, as she is now. It's testament to them, but also testament to Zara's um, strength and determination, I think, that she didn't want this to sort of set her back and to, and to impact um, on her life as, as much as it had, I think, or to minimise that impact, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've um, taken a look at the, the the videos on the website. Do you want to just share the um, the website address um, with, with everyone? Because I think it's worth everyone taking a look at, um, at sort of the backstory on there, um, in addition to listening yeah. to what you've got to say here. Yeah, of course. I mean, the website is, uh, is uh, 3millionsteps.org. That's uh, three, the number three, and then just millionsteps.org. And we're also on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I think the Instagram and Twitter accounts are three underscore million underscore steps. Uh, and then there's the YouTube channel up as well, uh, with three, five, three million steps as well. So okay. uh, we're all over social media, so you can find us on any of those platforms. Good stuff. All right. Well, what I'll do is is put some um, some links up in the uh, in the, the sort of show notes as well at the um, at the bottom yeah, of the podcast, so um, they can click on that and uh, and any other contact details, anyone else that you want to sort of share, we can put in there as well. But um, yeah, I do encourage anyone that's um, that's listening to to go and have a look um, on there because that video is, yeah, as you say, Ian, quite um, quite a remarkable recovery when you consider how bad things um, kind of were in the first place. So. It was, Zara, what? Why John O'Groats to Land's End? Well, um, I knew that I would need some help doing it, and I figured that if I told Ian it was north to south, he'd assume it was downhill. We've <laughs> <laughs> um, been very fortunate that we have lived and worked in some beautiful places around the world, but mm. it was obvious that when we met people from other countries, they would say to us, oh, what's uh, England like? And to be honest, we didn't really have a clue other than where we'd live. So um, this way, we get to see the country, but also we're close enough that or, because my recovery officially takes five years, mm -hmm. although you can still uh, see improvement after that. Um, so we knew we had to be in the UK for a while, so we thought might as well make the most of it and see as much of it as we can. And I can take the recovery on the road rather than having to walk around downloads of seafront every day. We can walk the country. That's incredible. I mean, well, I can't think of a better reason to uh, to do it than that. I mean, there's a lot of people that do it to say that they're going to go and find themselves, they want to test themselves and all that sort of stuff, but that just that tops it for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I love the reason for doing it, uh, John O'Groats, the land's end rather than the other way. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the other reason was as well to go north south is because starting the time we did, we missed all of uh, the cities in Scotland, and hopefully the 
the weather's going to start improving. So we're going to have a nice summer as we're sort of walking uh, down to, uh, through Devon and Cornwall, which will be quite pleasant. So. Okay, so how long are you um, you looking to take in all? Uh, we started uh, May the 6th, and uh, we're sort of on course at the moment to finish for about the 24th of September. 24th of September, so that's what, four and a half months, something like that? Pretty much, that's so incredible. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a record the past is anybody getting at it. It's probably my aim to be the slowest to everybody in anybody's walking country, but there you go. I was listening to a um, a podcast the other day, um, now that you mentioned that, and it was uh, a chap who ran the John O'Groats to Land's End in uh, nine and a half days, or something uh, like that, something like 90-odd miles a day. Um, so Hi. yeah, don't don't go trying to uh, to do that, will you? Now <laughs> you'll miss all the good bits. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, logistics wise, uh, accommodation. T- tell us about sort of where, where you're staying, how you're um, how you're sort of um, sleeping overnight. Have you got um, campsites? What are you doing? Are you going to B and B's? Sounds like a really good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's been working quite well for us. Yeah. Do you know the organisation? What, what's the name of the organisation? Yeah, it's called uh, Ripstops. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of mainly for motorhomes. Yeah. Who uh, sort of go around. Uh, they, I think they do them around Europe as well. Um, but no, we've used them uh, a, a couple of places actually. So, um, well, those that are on the route. So as, as we're coming south, uh, sort of those facilities are becoming a little bit more uh, easy to find, where mm. they were a little bit scarce, uh, a little bit more of north. So uh, yeah, it's all working well so far. Okay, so it's motorhome mainly then. Um, what about yeah. real, real beds? Using any real beds at all? Um, well, no, we haven't actually, to be fair. Um, there's, been, there's been a couple of... Um, they do my cousin. Yeah, there's been a 
Okay, so. It's easier to stay um, in there maintained because all your stuff is there. Otherwise, you're constantly packing and unpacking. Yeah, whereas you just don't need to do that with the motorhome, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and and how does the logistics work with the um with the motorhome? Then have you got uh, a support vehicle following you? Was that the steam train? Uh, no, it wasn't the steam train. <laughs> you know. uh, but uh, yeah, so it was just, uh, just two carriage bob standard sort of thing. So yeah. full of migrants, believe it or not. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's strange, that, isn't it? <laughs> right, well, that sounds like a really, really um, good way of doing it. I mean, I know a lot of people sort of swear by either wild camping it or, or walking from B&B to B&B and having maybe a, like a, a pack horse yeah, system. I book that I far in advance can saving money all around isn't it and um yeah let's face yeah. it four and a half months it's going to cost a fortune to get that um get that done for two of you isn't yeah. it so yeah exactly exactly say i don't know what 40 50 pounds a night yeah pounds a night per person sort of for a room just not Just, just doesn't not not feasible at all, is it? So resupply, and then I guess it's just supermarkets, isn't it? And uh... I, I normally go to yeah, the local supermarket pretty much. So that, that's my chores in the afternoon to uh, <laughs> prepare dinner, to uh, do the washing, 
So I guess uh, you have to get the beauty products as well, do you, Ian? I'm sorry? Do you, do you have to get the beauty products as well? Yeah, I normally get the Okay, then talking talking about um, about foot massages. Uh, what about footwear? Are you uh, are you in boots or trail shoes or? Uh, yeah, uh, we're we're in boots actually. Yeah. Um, I've just got a, a a pair of Solomons which I bought um, about eighteen months ago, I think, when we started training for this, uh, and I've just started to go through the heel. Excellent. I'll put a link up on the um, on the on the show notes again for that because um, I've heard a lot of good stuff about Altberg and uh, I think everyone needs to know where they can get good footwear from. Um, sounds sounds brilliant. So, so how have they been for you, Zara? Yeah, they've been really good. Um, the only issues I've had is that I've been using Altberg I guess I just um, keep getting worse and worse before you realise, because by the end of the day yeah. is, is the first time you do. What do you do? Do you stop regularly and uh, and, and take your boots off to check? Or um, I just check um, in the afternoon after yeah. my shower. But what uh, we've learned because um, we did a my physio has been really helpful with uh, contact with um, ex-military sort of people as well. So. They've given us lots of tips on how to prevent the blisters. Mm. So in the morning, um, we have to uh, use zinc oxide tape and a piece of gauze just to um, cover my foot where the blisters are prone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put Vaseline on top of that and then we 
Good stuff. Uh, that's going to be some good information for uh, for folk there. That's for sure. Um, uh, so, Zara, is it? I mean, b- before you had your your um your, your accident and uh, before you, you you had your seizure, what um were you sort of a a, a, a focused individual before then? You know, did because well, uh, this is a, an incredible um sort of de- feat of determination, I suppose. Is that so true of you beforehand? Um, yeah, I was. Um, I was quite. Right. I think what happens is that uh, you sort. What uh, something that my brother uh, said to me just after the accident was, um, "Look at how far you've come. Like, don't look back on what you were. Just look at." how far you've come and so I appreciate all the stuff that we have done in the past and the adventures we could do and would do um, and now my attitude hasn't changed it's just that how we met that adventure side of stuff is just a bit different it's a different type of challenge yeah so I if you were to take what Ian and I were doing as, you know, black and white, walking 10 miles a day, etc., it doesn't seem that big of a deal, but mm. I know for me and for Ian, this is our challenge, it's how we're approaching our limits. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're mega fit or anything, you can yeah i mean you don't set yourself something massive to do like walking the entire length of the uh of the british isles <laughs> <laughs> no i absolutely get what you're yeah. saying there. yeah you do it is about playing to um to your own individual sort of limits isn't it and uh uh, is, I mean, the, the comparison I, I drew with the guy who's who ran the um, the, the same route in sort of ten days, uh, you can you cannot compare two people in that way, can you? Because um, yeah. you know it's just not it doesn't work like life doesn't work like that, does it? You know there are some people that can't even walk up the uh, up their own stairs, so um, it's all yeah. relative, isn't it? Um, so it's interesting that you should sort of say that, and and it, it's nice to see you um, sort of having that positive outlook because it could. Uh, you know, some, some something like that um, 
could could really you know completely ruin someone's life whereas um i think it gives hope to anyone that's had any kind of sort of traumatic um, experience any sort of disabling injury to um to realize that there is sort of life beyond that and and it's all about your outlook yeah and also a case of no one can do it for you so you need to make that happen and if that means that your life changes then that's okay it's a bit scary but <laughs> you, you'll never know unless you try fabulous love it yeah i couldn't agree more i could not agree more that's that's exactly what it's all about and i think that's um where um i think we are with find your adventure we want to try and make people realize that actually if that they're capable of a lot more than they might think um but you, yeah but you just have to do it or try. Yeah, have a go because you can you can't say you can't do something if you haven't tried. Fabulous. Okay. Um so what what about diving then? So are you gonna be able to dive again in the future? Is that what your ultimate aim is or is that now Um hmm. probably not, just because of the uh, brain damage I have. As you go under the water deeper, the more pressure it puts on your soft tissue. Mm-hmm. So um that probably won't happen. And it's the case with uh, scuba diving. They only know the strength limit by trial and error. So, for example, they advise you to go and go scuba diving because, when you're pregnant, not because they know what will happen, but because no one who's pregnant has been willing to give it a go. Oh, okay. <laughs> They don't really sort of recommend after um, brain injuries either, but I take that as I have seen some amazing sites, and I've also had a lot of you know, rubbish dives, so I take what I have and that's what I fabulous i mean yeah, that's so that's going to give you at least a piece of what you um what you did have uh, albeit that you can't go sort of uh, submerging yourself too far under the uh, under the water no no i can't do that again but hmm. to be honest as well the amount of pollution that is occurring now i oh. don't think i want to <laughs> yeah, yeah you might have a point there it's uh it's incredible isn't it i mean uh <laughs> my wife's been going mad going through the house now with um 
uh, trying to replace everything that's plastic and uh, and everything yeah. that, that uh, causes excess waste because it's just you know it's got to stop somewhere, hasn't it? It is scary. Like going out to remote islands in Fiji and finding plastic that's come from Poland. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it happens, <laughs> yeah, it just shouldn't happen, should it? Okay, so um, your route from now uh, is going to take you. Um, I'm, I was looking on the uh, on the website. It looks like it's going to take you kind of down sort of towards the end of the Pennine Way, and then over towards what the Seven Valley is it? Uh, yeah. So down the bottom of the Pennine, and then uh, sort of bouncing over the top of uh, Birmingham down through uh, Gloucester, Worcester, Bath area. And then um, grabbing, um, I guess, the Cotswolds down in that area, and then through to Exmoor and Dartmoor. Uh, we're not going to go over those two moors, we're just going to sort of go in a little bit and then bounce around them. And then, um, and then down to, uh, uh, to Land's End, pretty much through Devon and Cornwall. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the route's a little bit flexible. Yeah. Um, I look at it every few days just to uh, see if there's anywhere else maybe that we could look at or um, just sort of following other people on social media that are doing walks or uh, any sort of activities that are going on, looking at the weather. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we've ended up in Hedden Bridge. Uh, I, I sort of changed the route slightly um, just because it chopped off I think eight miles and a day's walk. Mm-hmm. Much. So, so, so yeah, it, it's all a little bit flexible. There's nothing um, absolutely staying at the stone. Um, so we're trying to sort of follow that, that sort of classic uh, Johnny Rose to Land's End trail, I suppose. But um, we're not sort of purists, so it doesn't mean that we've got to do all of the Pennine Way and all no. the Cotswold Way just because we're sort of on it. I, I think it would be amazing if anyone followed the, uh, you know, exactly the same route to uh, to the person who did it before them. Anyway, um, I don't think anyone does a uh, an exactly um, well, what's the word uh, uh, the same route. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we're we're uh, we're, we're walking from uh, Jolly Grove to Lambs Edge. Yeah. Anything in between is. Sort of a bit of a bonus, really, to be yeah, fair, so. it's safe to say it's a bloody long way, no matter how you look at it, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how far are you now? Then you're um, you're what, um, five hundred and fifty, six hundred miles? Feel pretty good. Yeah, so psychologically, it's good as well, actually. So, um, yeah. I think every step you take is a step near the end, and now we're coming uh, sort of directly south uh, rather than sort of 
incredible isn't it I mean yeah. who'd have thought hey when you started that um, that you'd get this far along I mean it's just one of these things where I mean I've been on long distance walks before but nothing more than a couple of weeks you know um, but you always sort of think well how far will I make how far will I make and, and to think that you've done 73 days it's just remarkable yeah I, mean, I think it's just taking every day to come yes like, um, I mean, there's, there's been, there have been days that have been you know life advice as well eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you, that you're dreading at all in the future I mean I know you, you've just said you sort of take each day as it comes but is there something in your mind about the route ahead as to whether or not you think because well, I mean you've been through some fairly tough terrain already haven't you yeah I mean I, I think I, mean, I, I sort of knew the you're over uh, And not, I mean, it's yeah, okay, it sounds like a long distance, but actually, and, until you've walked 20 miles in a day, it's just, uh, or even if you've done sort of 10 or 15, it's such a such a long way to keep going, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we had, uh, we were very fortunate um, that my, uh, my sister and brother in law Jane and Jane were very, very fortunate that they were able to get 
uh, on Tuesday, and uh, one of actually, one of Zara's uh, occupational therapists joined us as well. And it was only uh, we went from Kettle uh, down to Gisborne, actually, which I I mapped as ten and a half. It turned out to be about twelve and a half. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it. Uh, it was it was a little bit longer for us. It was a little bit uh, hilly coming out of uh, our step. Um, but I think um, they didn't quite realise that actually we're doing this every day. Yeah. Um, they sort of felt their legs after after a day or sort of a couple of miles into the into the room. And uh, I think until you do walk those sort of distances every day you don't sort of realise that um, it is a bit of an effort actually uh, <laughs> it's sort of quite hard to keep going it's not as easy as you know, we're only doing 6 miles today we're only doing 10 miles today um, mentally as well and psychologically to get up every morning to go through the routine pull the boots on and to do the walking um, it's, it's hard work as well so. How much of it you think is uh, is psychological? Um, I, I, I personally think it's more psychological, I think, for, for me, maybe, that um, it is sort of physical, but on the other hand, I think maybe for Dara, um, that mental concentration for walking for six hours a day and doing sort of eight, nine, ten miles for her physically and mentally is, is absolutely exhausting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, and I think, yeah, it's just that, um, it's sort of that, that plodding that you've got to do just to get the miles done. Yeah. As Zara said, the, the guys that, that do sort of 17 to 25 odd miles a day, day in, day out, and they complete the, the thousand odd miles in 60, 70 days, mm. they are just walking machines. That must be absolutely, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It must be punishing, isn't it, hey? <laughs> with that I can I, I can 100% agree with that and I'd urge anyone to, to spend a lot more time outside don't get me wrong you know I've, I've, uh, I've done my time in offices and so on um, but uh, yeah getting outside uh, there's just something about it isn't it even if, even if it's pouring down with rain it's it's not all that bad is it um, okay so we um, we talked about sort of resupplying earlier on, but um, but in terms of food, what's your uh, what's your favourite sort of snack for keeping your energy up whilst you're on the on the hoof? Um, we sort of, I mean, we, we do have uh, a good breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm eating sort of a wheat and type snack, uh, 
about just the sort of getting some carbs in really in the morning and just sort of full fat meals and things like that and fruit. Um, Ian, Ian has five sticks in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Your secrets aren't safe, Ian. Your secrets okay. aren't safe. <laughs> I suppose the, mo- the more you get used to the walking and, and, and so on, and, and you know, you're just yeah. sort of keen to press on. Where you actually, if you don't force yourself to drink, especially in you know, some of the weather that we've had, it's um, it's been quite humid and you know, you lose a lot of fluids, don't you? Definitely, yeah. And it's often worse on a um, on an overcast day when it's um, a bit cooler, you don't realize quite what you're losing because it feels like you shouldn't be drinking, but uh, yeah, you need, yeah. you need to keep yourself going. Okay. Although, um, although we do have, uh, we try to maintain our sugar levels by having sort of green apples or sugary stuff that isn't too much of a peak and a low. But on Tuesday, one of our friends bought with her some wine gum, and I think I found my new favourite snack. <laughs> <laughs> some wine gums yeah well I can I can live with that yeah. it's either that or jelly babies for me I think they're just sort of yeah. they've got the edge haven't they? I, 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 yeah I've I just uh, uh, just replaced my uh, hydration drink with a little bit of uh, to try that <laughs> all right so um you're um you're raising money whilst you're whilst you're hiking and um i know it's a charity that's close to your heart so t- tell me uh, you're, what, what are you raising money for who are you helping and and why is that um we're trying to raise some money uh, to help people who have survived a brain injury to continue their rehabilitation so once they're not hospitalised anymore, they're not stuck at home and just having a, a sort of inside life. Yeah. So um, we're trying to buy some new equipment for the brain rehab uh, facility so people can um, sort of just learn the basics again, the walk in and because once, you, once you've had a brain injury, but you don't need hospital care anymore. Um, there's not enough sort of rehabilitation to help you keep going um, because you can regress with brain injury if you don't keep it going. 
Oh, that's so, interesting. Okay, so you can actually sort of um, slip backwards if you don't keep the uh, the rehab up. Yes. Oh, so okay. It's, a, it's the same as um, sort of how a infant's brain uh, starts to um, learn. If you were to leave an infant and not take it to nursery or school or mm. whatever, it will either stay the state it was or it will just progress backwards. Um, so you have to keep working at it. So when you're building your new pathway from your brain to a muscle or a nerve or whatever, that pathway gets stronger with practice. So just like if you're learning a musical instrument, you're going to get better at it with more practice. And it's the same as just walking or talking or reading and writing. So we want to make sure that people have access for this continued rehabilitation so they can have a decent quality of life and can actually make decisions in the future about how they want to lead that life. Okay, so are you gonna are you kind of gonna be buying the equipment yourselves with the funds that you raise, or are you actually um, giving it to a, a a charity? Is there a particular charity that you're you're giving it to? Um, we've we've uh, created the three million charity and got it registered. Yeah. So um, we can then help. Uh, we can buy the equipment and donate it to the centres that need it. You've really gone the whole hog, haven't you? Yeah, it's, we, we try. That's, yeah, I mean, you can't get more specific than that, can you? Yeah, we did think about this, actually. And it was when Zara came up with this, uh, with this idea, and she, oh, I do remember saying that, oh, now I've sort of started walking again, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to do a charity walk. And uh, uh, coming from, from Suffolk, uh, as you'd know, mm. Uh, there's not many hills going there, so I'm just going to go for a little stroll around Norfolk. That will be great, not a problem at all. So, um, so yeah, when she decided that we were going to do this walk, um, it, it sort of spurred us on to try and maximise what we could do from it, which then sort of drove us to to uh, to create the charity, to get it registered, to try and do things properly, and actually be very clear about why we were raising money and where we were going to actually where where the money that people were actually putting their hands in the pocket mm. and they very generously donated to us where that money was going and, and from the start we've always said that it's that money that people have earned and they put their hands in their pocket and they've donated the three million steps that all of that money was going to go to buy equipment it wasn't going to go to help us do this there's Everybody who's involved in the charity is doing it on a voluntary basis. Nobody's being paid for anything. Um, and, and we are we're doing this either out of our own pocket or um, through the generosity of companies that are, are helping us through corporate sponsorship. But every penny that people put their hand in and donate the three million steps is going to go to buy that equipment. And we've been very clear from that or from, from the start when we started doing this. So. And the uh, the point of sort of the walk as well was to sort of say thank you to the hundreds of people involved with actually getting me to walk again. Mm. It's not until you can't do it that you really appreciate 
And that's a real gift to them as well. I bet they, you know, if it were me and I was able to, to sort of enable that or at least, you know, help to facilitate it, I'd, I'd feel so pleased to see to see you doing what you're doing now. That's superb. It really is good. And I love the fact that now you can you can choose exactly where that money goes. You know, um, between you. So you know, whatever money you raise, you can actually say, well, hang on a minute. This is this is what really really helped me. Is there a particular centre that needs to have more of this sort of equipment and so on? Um, and yeah, I, I'm just totally inspired by um, by what you've um, you've chosen to do. Um, what what um, what does rehabilitation mean for you in the future? And what's what's the next steps for you? I know you said it's a five year journey for you. Yeah, um, I'm practicing obviously not on this Okay, so was running something you were into before uh, before your your accident happened? No, not at all. pathway thing again yeah yeah okay well um I, I look forward to seeing you running your first 5k then when uh <laughs> when, when you sort of finish the uh this epic journey i look forward to seeing the yeah. next the next challenge which is going to be what have you already got it got it planned or oh no i have no idea ah good right okay i'm just hoping That's what. That was the first thing that came into my mind. <laughs> Love it. You'll be there with a foil blanket at the end. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. Well, I think um, we're we're in a position where we can sort of um, bring this to a close now. But um, before we do, um, a couple of things. Do you um. What I'd really love is is if you've got one piece of advice to someone, it could be um, you know in your situation or a similar situation, or any sort of um, advice related to what you're doing. What would it be? Um, let's go with you first, Sarah. Um, it would just be, I guess, no one can do it for you. They can help you, but they can't do it for you. So do it. <laughs> love it. Okay. And Ian.
figure out how to do it. You just need to plan how to do it. And you just need the determination and the strength to go on and do it. Because it's only going to be you at the end of the day that's going to stop you doing it. Uh, because any problems that you come across along the way are solvable. Um, so, yeah, go out and enjoy yourself and have a good time and live life to the full. Great and advice. That was, that was also the uh, reason for the three million steps name. Well, yes, it's a bit literal, but also recovery or rehabilitation is, a way, is also like three million steps. There's no high-quick steps to get yourself back to normal. Mm-hmm. It's a case of you need to do this step to be able to achieve that step, and then there is a hell of a lot more involved in the future, but it is achievable. So take your time. It's a lot, but you'll get there. So it's a nice metaphor for uh, for, the, for for many things in life, isn't it? Especially with re- rehabilitation and, uh, and and a journey like you're you're undertaking now. So I, I, yeah, I like the the choice of name. So what happens when you get to the end anyway, and you've um, and you've done two million seven hundred and fifty thousand steps? Are you going to have to carry on? Yeah, I'm going to send Ian back. To, uh, <laughs> 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 He's I'm seriously tempted. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you at the end if you wanted to share the um, share, share your website and stuff, but we did that at the start. So um, uh, I just want to uh, want to finish now, really, by saying thanks ever so much for uh, for for coming on and for telling people about what you're up to. Um, it'd be great to catch up with you at some point near the um, near the end as well, um, if that if that's okay with you guys to uh, to see how you're doing um, and. Uh, if uh, if people want to donate, I'm going to put a link to the um, to the website in the uh, in the in the um, podcast notes. So please do do that. I want everyone to do the um, do as much as they can in terms of, of supporting you guys because it is a true inspiration. I think if anyone um, out there is having any doubts about taking on any sort of challenge, uh, I'd echo what you guys have said. Uh, go out and, and take your first steps and, and it's surprising what you can achieve. So thanks ever ever so much for sharing um, what you've uh, what you've been achieving so far and, and, and long may it continue. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for inviting us. Indeed, no problem at all. It's been a pleasure, Carl. Thank pleasure you. talking to you and I'll make sure I keep checking in on your live videos. Absolutely. Yeah, so like and share. It's all like a It's got to be done. Thanks, guys. And there we have it. How to come from what must have been the depths of despair to rise from the ashes and create an inspiring story in which you can find hope and encouragement, face adversity and take yourself into your next and maybe even your first adventure. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for more details of 3 Million Steps and how you can donate. Next up in episode 3, we have the originally billed episode 2 interview with Joe Williams from Cicerone Press. Cicerone responsible for producing some of the finest adventure guidebooks available 
and we've got an absolutely brilliant offer code that you can use when you buy your next Cicerone guide. Follow Find Your Adventure on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at FindYourADV and keep an eye on www.findyouradventure.co.uk for details of upcoming events and adventures.